Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger, joined as always by my sometimes friend, Matt Basinger. Best friend ever. Maybe. We're in the Let It Fly Media Studios. As always, we're joined by the wonderful Miss Jackie Wise of Emprise Bank. Today's guest is not only a really cool person with a great story, but a personal friend, Mr. Ryan Shreve. Ryan is the former CFO of Fish Tech, which is now Sedaris, where he is the COO of a much larger corporation. Ryan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. So, Ryan, this is new news for our friends and listeners here in Kansas City. So, real quick, tell us what is Sedaris? Uh, how is this different from what you've been doing? Give us the quick catch up of what's sure. happened. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll back up about a year ago. We started a, a growth equity round uh, raise and, and hired investment bankers. We're going to just kind of keep the uh, keep growing the company as fish tech and bring in some private equity. Uh, in about the 11th hour, we had a, a strategic buyer come in that had recently been acquired by private equity. And so we went to full buyout mode, quick diligence, closed uh, December 30th. So We've merged with a firm called Herchkovec Group out of Toronto, uh, owned by Apex Partners out of London. Uh, and we're about four and a half months into this integration of the two companies. So it's a cybersecurity play. So uh, Herchkovec is very similar to Fishtech. So we both do kind of three main lines of business. We help customers purchase their cybersecurity products. So it's called- Large a, corporations. Yeah, it's a, considered a value-added reseller. We do consulting services around cybersecurity. Uh, not necessarily implementation, but helping customers uh, with their cybersecurity infrastructure, governance, risk compliance, that sort of thing. And then we also do managed services. So that's our, our biggest, fastest growing division is where uh, both large enterprise down to mid-market, we help them uh, outsource their managed services uh, by by actually triaging and responding to alerts. So the, the name Cideris is actually cyber defense and response, which is what we do. So we help our clients, uh, you know, respond to all the alerts they get from all the different cybersecurity products. And you keep saying a name that I'm sure everybody is questioning and scratching their head as they're listening to this right now. Who is in control of the company? Yeah, so... Um, we have a, a new CEO. So Gary Fish was our founder, longtime entrepreneur here in Kansas City. So you might be familiar to your Kansas City-based listeners. You know, uh, had Fishnet Security, then Firemon. This was his third third play, third third exit. Um, but our new CEO is Robert Hershkovec. So he is on uh, a show called Shark Tank. He's one of the he's he's the nice shark, I think they call him. So he's the Matt uh, Basinger of sharks, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so going through this process, um, we've had a, we've had a lot of fish uh, shark jokes, and we. We went through a whole branding exercise where we were trying to have too many ocean references and uh, landed on the name of Sideris instead of Fishkevec or shark, <laughs> Sharkfish or any... Yeah, Fish the, meets a shark. Yeah. I never quite thought of it yeah. that way. What, so now you're working, you said, with a group in, uh, in Canada and London. And so does that change just what you're like day-to-day -day yeah. scheduling looks like? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, not too much for the for London, to be honest, but we're, you know, dealing with yeah, around-the-clock calls, it feels like, as we're merging the companies together. Uh, Fishtech was a very U.S.-focused company, and um, Hershkovec's global, so they have offices in the U.K. and India as well. So uh, we went from, you know, overnight, we were about 250 employees when we, when we sold, and they had around 350, and we've already hired another 130 or so this wow. year. So. We, we went from being a 250-person company to over 700 in wow. just a few months. So it's a, it's a pretty big change for, for those of us that have been around there for a while. So just, just to back up a little bit, because Andy's going to take over the rest of this interview, I can just feel it coming <laughs> on. Um, Matt just doesn't but, know anything about numbers. <laughs> this is accurate, right? And so, uh, but my, my question, there's a, when we talk about cybersecurity, the world that you live in, um, I think there's a lot of listeners who are thinking like Norton antivirus, right? <laughs> right. Tell us in layman's terms, 
for the Matt Basingers of the world? Like, what are the type of things that, that you help businesses with that you focus on? What are, what does your company do best? Yeah. And, and, and also sort of the customer profile. So people yeah. can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm eligible for this or no, I'm nowhere near this. Well, the, so the great thing is we, we provide an enterprise scale, enterprise level um, consulting services to, you know, Fortune 500. We have, I think last count, we had about 25 uh, Fortune 500 customers, but we also help mid-market down to, to small business. So we can scale up or down based upon the client needs. Um, the, the interesting thing about cybersecurity is uh, it's currently very, very fragmented. There are literally hundreds of cybersecurity companies and startups every year. So there's a, the bankers we worked with, Momentum Cyber, uh, if you Google Momentum Cyber, the cyber landscape, they come up with this graphic. I love to show it. Obviously, we're doing a podcast, a little tough to do here today. It's, it's uh, breaking down. Oh, yeah, it down. we're seeing it right now. Yeah, wow, great. this is Pretty a interesting, great right? Andy, thank you for the, the <laughs> assist there. Uh, but it's got all the different kind of sub-segments within cybersecurity. So you think about access management, which is one a lot of firms are using now. So you have to two-factor authenticate and do a text message response or something like that. That's really hot right now. Uh, but they break it down. It's not Gardner. It's not looking at necessarily who's the, the leader in each of these. It's just saying who's in that space. And when you see this graphic, you realize how complex cybersecurity is and how you know the, the technical buyers have to get, navigate that buying journey to figure out what's going to work for them. And it's not one size fits all, so you have to find out which product makes more sense for their their vertical, what makes more sense for the kind of compliance you know, and regulations that they have to follow. Um, so that's where we come in and we help consult them on that. And then you think about the same thing, you have a lot of alerts. So even if you are a, a mid-size or enterprise level organization, you've bought all these tools. And so now what do you do with them? And most of those tools spin off a bunch of alerts, whether it's email or you know in the, the system itself. So that's what our managed services play does. It comes in and says, hey, you, you need to respond to these, you know, 500 alerts today and you don't have the the operations center staff to do that you can outsource to that that to us and then we'll be able to kind of accumulate it across the business all the businesses we have in our portfolio to say this is a common alert we've seen it's maybe a bad actor we need to kind of help advise them early on and get more proactive instead of just reactive yeah uh, it keeps telling me my password i like pizza one two three <laughs> is not very secure so just you add, help with things you need like that exc this, exclamation right? point at the end oh, then, the you're, then you're perfect the yeah, exclamation you got the point symbol. yeah is, well mine, that's my, what we needed so so capital password one yes. two three <laughs> but the capital letter is what secure. really gets yeah, every, that's every that's single okay. time we uh, solved it so so I've, I've been to your guys office uh here in kansas city and for the listeners if you've ever seen a video of nasa where they're launching spaceships and everyone's looking at the big screen that's got something really big on the main projection and then a bunch of little small screens around that's pretty much what it looks like in their yeah central command if you will. central yeah. command room uh it's it's really really fascinating to see but i'll never forget one of the uh one of the coolest things that you said to me was that you guys can actually it sort of goes with what you were saying the managed services but trace these viruses and almost preemptively and also once they get into the system, understand the exact file that you have to go into every single computer and extract and you do it pretty much all remotely. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. So so we we leverage a tool. Um, we have a really good partnership with Google, actually. It's uh, it was an entity that started in their under Alphabet in their kind of moonshot factory, right? It was a startup within within Alphabet, but they've since moved it under GCP, uh, Google Cloud. Uh, and it is a Google Fast, Google Link Storage, uh, super inexpensive for our client base, and it allows you to go back and search. So if you've had that bad actor, you know, 
infiltrate your system and, and it was through an email, right? Somebody clicked that phishing email. You can very quickly, literally within seconds or minutes, go and find who else clicked it, who else has that email in their inbox. And it they, they allow us to go back for a full year's worth of data. So even if it's not recent, we can go back. So um, when, when you hear about like solar winds, we can help our clients find that quicker than, than others, just um, based upon the, the technology that we have and, and the partnership we have with Google on that, that offering. So yeah, it's, it's pretty high tech stuff that I'm just the finance guy in the background. So uh, it, it, but it works really well. And it's, it's really resonating with our client base, both um, mid, mid to, you know, fortune one companies that we're, we're working with. Yeah. And so what, for, for companies that are out there, what is sort of like the, the starter base level that makes sense? And what do those companies do that you would really define as it's important enough because of blank? Like, I don't think our distillery is important enough. You, you know, you'd be surprised. Um, we, we've seen, and, and obviously won't name my client names, but we've seen customers not? Uh, <laughs> that get that have ransomware that are manufacturers. And you're thinking, you know, small, small manufacturers. We're not talking, you, you know, big Samsungs or, you know, big technology manufacturers. These are our local mom and pop own kind of smaller facilities that get these ransomwares. Maybe the ransomware is only $20,000. So they'll just pay it. It's easier for them to pay it than actually go and, and you know, fix it. So we encourage people, multi-factor authentication is huge. But those but um, those, those facilities though, to be clear, their manufacturing operations are controlled via the computers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So there, there's every, no one down there pulling the levers yeah. and opening the valves. And, and whether, whether the, the manufacturing line can keep going, maybe they can't get the materials there. They can't get the shop orders, you know, to know what to build. So there's, there's technology and everything these days, which is no surprise to anyone listening, but um, yeah, you, you would be very surprised to hear how many different varieties and sizes of companies are impacted by this. And, and they're not making the news and they don't want to announce it to their customers. So they just, you know, quickly respond to it. They'll call us for help and we'll, we'll help them if they call us. But um, oftentimes people will just kind of try to move as quickly as you can. So, you know, the best way to protect that is, is you know, education, educating your, your team about don't click on those phishing emails. Like, Getting credentials is one of the biggest and quickest things that you can you can do that can really hurt a company. Put multi-factor authentication, so force your your team to have to click on that that email uh, or excuse me the the text message to confirm it's you. It's pain. Pain. Everybody hates is, it, but is, it's is really that, good. Is that a really it's good? It's really good. Cool. Yeah. There's there's multiple tools and different ways you can do that. Um, you you can get more sophisticated where you know you can have um, a, a third party tool that actually knows where you're based. So IP based location. Say okay, you're in Kansas City. That's where you usually are. So it'll help you kind of speed through that process and give kickoff alerts. The other thing for the mid-sized company is is whatever you don't have um, already in the cloud or kind of secured somewhere else is backing it up. So back up your data. Make sure you can quickly move from a ransomware attack to just restore a backup and and be nimble and not shut you know shutting down operations for that. So um, the other thing is give us a call, right? We can help. I mean, like I said, we're not just enterprise focused. We can we can help mid market as well. And um, we we get calls all the time from the kind of Kansas City connections of just friends that say, hey, I know somebody, uh, you know, bankers and other people that will help us and say, hey, we've got a client that has this issue. It's interesting. A lot of times it's financial, right? So they. The, the, the clients will call their banks and the insurance. Those are kind of the two people they, they check in with first. So um, we're often getting those referrals from kind of the, the, friends of the friends of the firm. Let's scale up in altitude for just a minute. There has been more discussion lately just about like cybersecurity threats as a general broad-based statement. Filming this in May of 22. Right. And we're talking about probably Russia. We're talking about Russia. Man, we just got real political uh -oh. real fast. Did we? We just... We, we just literally just thing. were talking about geography. <laughs> what, uh, how do you see this, the, the idea of cybersecurity, the importance of cybersecurity growing 
over the course of the next three, five, ten years? Yeah, I think you're going to see more government regulations. I think you'll see more for publicly traded companies. There'll be more regulations. There's there's um, some um, you know some guidance that are coming out from you know the the government that's telling companies how to do this and, and building kind of the the framework of what you should follow. Um, there's rumors that you could even see a requirement to have cybersecurity expertise on your board. Um, you know, there's you're just going to see a lot more um, coming from. A centralized location. Now it's still very fragmented within the government. There's still, you know, not it's not as well organized as probably a big surprise anyone that's worked with the federal <laughs> government. But I, I mean, I think it's it, you're going to just see that get more um, precise. I mean, cybersecurity is still relatively young. Technology has been around a long time, but it's just this is still a, a growing, morphing industry. And I think you'll see more consolidation on the on the vendor side. So you're going to see these bigger companies acquiring the smaller companies, and it'll make the the buying journey easier. So you can go kind of find one company to help you with more of your your solutions instead of trying to navigate that journey on your own and, and not getting the right products for your your size company. Can we transition to M&A and just yeah, what it's do. like to be a CFO in the middle of that process? Yeah. So so you guys are going out to raise capital and the that's the whole backstory. You're trying to just gain growth capital. Are you go, you're going to some private equity, you're going to lenders such as Emprise, other lenders, and then all of a sudden it just pivots. How much of the work that you put in to go through a process, or did you hire an investment bank, did you actually utilize in transitioning from A to B, or was it all the same actors and just the goalposts changed? Yeah, it's kind of more the latter there. So we um, we did engage with an investment banker, Momentum Cyber. Um, they're a, kind of a specialty banker in our space. Um, so they have a lot of connections for especially on the strategic side, but obviously on the private equity side as well. So we were mainly talking to private equity banks. We had a couple of strategics in play, but we um, had the, the playbook remain the same. So as we went through that, um, really, we had some pretty accelerated diligence. So we we worked through that with the bankers built it. And as we're talking to, you know, some of the biggest private equity names out there to um, a couple of strategics, it still was the same playbook. We were able to leverage our our same financial model and building, you know, the story the, the same. Um, Luckily, we found a firm and a, a company that was, had already invested in our space. So Apex had just closed on the Hershkovec investment May of, of last year. So it was recent for them. And, uh, you know, they, they were thinking hyper growth, right? So we're, we're in hyper growth mode. Um, didn't mention this. We're only a, a five, six year old company. We launched in, in April of 16. So we're, we're just kind of just celebrating our six years. So um, Hershkovec's been around a lot longer and, and they had some great growth, but we had this new offering and this new partnership with Google that made it really attractive. So we just really doubled down on that and, and showed them what we could do from a technology and offering perspective that would um, match up to what they had. And, and it was such a, a, a nice kind of um, symbiotic relationship that we brought them in really quickly and they realized like, hey, we could we could add this into a complimentary offering to what we had. So yeah, you pivot, you pivot your story, you don't pivot your model much. Like you, you make sure that they understand what you're good at and how it would help them. That's probably just the, the simplest way to put it and it's probably common sense. But as we went through that, telling that story, we, we really focused more on the managed service offering, which they were already doing. Uh, it, with a different product underneath it. So uh, it was a pretty easy pivot. For our younger listeners who are saying, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Yes. How did you just get like here? Mike. Like, what was, what was your path <laughs> yeah. to get to? It's, it's the most boring path ever. Yeah, no, we're, not, we're not talking it's, about the drive yeah. into the right. podcast. We're talking about, you know, <laughs> professionally. Yeah, so um, started my career, um, got the accounting degree, CPA, went to uh, Ernst & Young Public County, did a, the audit track. 
um, had a client in Garmin and then went to work for Garmin for eight years. So kind of progressed through a different, I started as county manager, worked up to corporate controller, um, got a lot of involvement with M&A there, especially on the integration side. So traveled all over the world, uh, integrating in our acquisitions and um, got the experience that kind of positioned me to go, to go be a CFO for a, a global company. So I actually went from Garmin to Firemon, which I mentioned was also started and founded by Gary Fish. So I was working at Firemon when uh, Gary decided to launch Fish Tech and ended up over there with a handful of other employees from Firemon. We, we started that. So um, got in, you know, that's just kind of luck and timing to be there in the right place, right time to, to get that opportunity to go on ground floor with a serial entrepreneur and had the, the capital there to, to really grow a company quickly. So it's, uh, you know, you have to put in all the, the hard work and effort over, over your career, uh, get the experience as much as you can. I, I'd say I'd raise my hand for any project that they would throw at me. So if, if there was something new, I would, you know, want to be first in line to help out with that. So you just get, gain a lot of experience as broadly as you can. Um, and then you're hopefully positioned then when you hear about that opportunity that you're ready to make that leap and uh, worked out in this case. Dumbest question of the day when you're doing your I thought that'd come from Andy. Sorry. No, there's, there's, there's dumber ones coming. Uh, I'm just glad that I didn't ask the dumbest question in your eyes today. You know, I'm just trying to be humble. Uh, when you're doing your financial reporting, are you doing it in dollars or pounds or both? Um, or Canadian dollars. Canadian. Canadian. It's a okay. mixture right now. Yeah. So we're, um, we'll ultimately, we're, we have plans to go public. So we're very open about this. We're, we're going to be trying try to go public in the U.S. market. So we're m transitioning from a um, Canadian-based reporting package to U.S. Okay. Yeah. So is there hedging that actually has to occur? Um, not, not yet. Or are there we, cash accounts stored in the U.S.? Yeah. Oh, you want to know where cash is, Andy? I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah I'm definitely going to be able password. to hack your cash. Absolutely. Password. Capital yeah. P. Yeah. It has One, the two, exclamation three. mark on yeah. the password. Got it. Bank.com. <laughs> Jackie from Emprise is sitting over, and she has your cell phone right now. So successfully, oh, yeah. I like pizza. One, two, three. When she took a quote selfie with you, <laughs> she just weird. unlocked oh, it. There it is. <laughs> you got anything else? No. no. You ask your final uh, question. Uh, yeah. All right. Ending completely off business. One, thanks for just sharing time with us so far. But uh, what is the coolest thing, not business related, not father related, not spouse related that you've ever done? Oh, I'm gonna, and, I'm not, gonna, and not hanging out with Andy Rieger. Well, yes. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly, that's never the I'll, top. <laughs> I'm going to break your rule a little bit because okay. it involved my family. Yeah, um, so. Fair. So we had a big vacation plan for my 40th. We're going to, um, I turned 40 like April 4th of 2020, not the best. I was uh -huh. supposed to have a, a nice party at the Rieger and um, didn't, we had to cancel that obviously, yeah. some little virus going around then. So we um, we got to take that trip about a year later. Uh, so we went to Turks and Caicos and we we did this boat excursion where you do, um, you, you can wake wakeboard and wake surf and do all this, but they had this thing called sub winging, which I had never heard of. And it's, you're essentially, the boat's going really slow and you're underwater and you kind of control that with a, a paddle so and the you boat's can, towing you the boat's towing you underwater with snorkel snorkel gear and everything and you got two people uh -huh. going at once so i'm doing that with my kids and we were taking turns with the family so it's a really cool experience i mean after going through you know missing that opportunity to take that trip but then experiencing that with my kids That's and awesome. um it's like snorkeling it's speed snor snorkeling almost underwater um just a really cool experience that i you know it, it'd be one thing to do that by myself but the fact the whole family got to do it and my kids are just at that age where we're starting yeah. to experience really cool things together uh made it even even that much more cool that's awesome well Ryan, i want to do that let's go i'm in our next let's episode will be filmed at turks and caicos hey underwater. there's your next concept <laughs> there it is a big swimming pool with water that moves quickly we and someone so holds onto a rope in kansas <laughs>
<laughs> Ryan, on behalf of Emprise Bank, Let It Fly Media, the Jay Rieger & Co. Distillery, and Swell Spark, thank you for sharing time with us today. Wish you continued success with this big transition, and uh, it's just so excited to see what you all are doing in Kansas City and how that is affecting all of us every day. Yeah, thanks so much for having me out. It's great to see you guys.